Oh, what a busy day. What a busy day on this uh, Tuesday edition of the Bill Michael Show. We're uh, four hours away from the MLB trade deadline coming to an end. And uh, so we're waiting to find out. So we're less than four hours. We're actually three hours and 58 minutes away from the trade deadline. In the meantime, you've got to the Packers at training camp. Uh, they were out in full pads today. And in addition to that, you've got the NFL making news. And we haven't even gotten into the rest of this stuff, but the NFL making news today that they have suspended. They have suspended Dolphins owner Stephen Ross uh, one more week, one more day than Deshaun Watson for the tampering evidence. They're docking the Dolphins a couple of draft picks and suspending the owner as a result of that tampering allegation. Uh, part of the ruling said the Dolphins are going to forfeit the club's first-round selection in the 2023 NFL Draft and the third-round selection in the 2024 NFL Draft. And Mr. Ross is suspended through October 17th of this year. And during this period, he may not be present at the Dolphins' facility, can't represent the club at any team or NFL event. He may not attend any league meetings prior to the annual meeting in 2023. He is removed from all league committees indefinitely, and he's fined $1.5 million. Also, Mr. Bruce Beal, the Dolphins' vice chair and limited partner, he may not attend any league meetings for the remainder of this year, and he's fined $500,000. So the total fine was $2 bucks. The discipline informed by the com- uh, competition committee's clear guidance that more stringent discipline, including suspensions, should be imposed for tampering violations to deter future violations and a safeguard to the integrity of the game. This all comes because of the accusations about the Dolphins, uh, you know, did not intentionally lose games during the 2000 season, nor did anybody at the club, including Mr. Ross, instruct Coach Flores to do so, but there were witnesses that contended otherwise. They talked about uh, Mr. Ross expressing the belief uh, that the Dolphins' position in the upcoming draft should be taken uh, as a priority over the team's win-loss record. Uh, One such comment claimed to offer Mr. Ross to pay Coach Flores $100,000 to lose games, as to which uh, there are differing recollections about the wording and timing of that context. But, you know, look, every club is expected to be forthcoming and every club is expected to try to win. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell today notified the Dolphins of the discipline. Today's announcement follows a six-month investigation covering events from 2019 through 2022. It was led by the former U.S. Attorney and SEC Chair Mary Jo White and a team of lawyers uh, that went after this investigation. The investigation focused on two subjects, whether the Dolphins violated the league rules prohibiting tampering with a player and or coach under contract to other clubs and whether the 2019 season the Dolphins intentionally lost games to improve their draft position in 2020 and whether or not the Dolphins' chairman and managing general partner Stephen Ross offered head coach Brian Flores financial incentives and encourage him to lose games. So they did have impermissible uh, communications with Tom Brady. According to this investigation, they again had impermissible communication with Mr. Brady and his agent during the 2021 season. And they again talked with Don Yee, an agent for the New Orleans Saints head coach, uh, Sean Payton, about having him serve as their head coach. All of which 
while players and coaches are under contract with other teams are a no-no. How about that? They found him to basically be a liar. Now the question is, what are they going to do with Daniel Snyder? What are they going to do with Daniel Snyder? Because that guy is a giant blister on the ass that is the NFL. What are they going to end up doing with Daniel Snyder? In the meantime, in the meantime, you've got the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, the good news is that uh, Freddie Peralta is going to be back. He's going to be starting tomorrow in the rotation. And apparently, according to many that have seen him throw, he's looking nasty. So we'll see if they have that one, two, three punch in Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta, or Burns, Peralta, and Woodruff. Uh, the Brewers, uh, you know, according to some, they're a little bit deeper in the bullpen. So if they get Peralta back, starting pitching becomes prevalent yet again. They get him back. He pitches well. Burns and Woodruff are Burns and Woodruff. The bullpen's a little bit deeper. Maybe by the time it's all said and done, this team, with the way they're hitting the baseball now, is better. Do you buy it? Ben, do you buy it? Do you buy that this team, if Peralta comes back and with the trade that, that for, for Josh Hader, all of that stuff gets done, Bush coming into this system, do you believe as we sit here today, if everything works out, that this team is now better? I think they're definitely better than before Peralta came back. And that's just looking back to the time where we watched Jason Alexander and Chichi Gonzalez start two out of five games for however long, three weeks, four weeks that was. Still with the hater move, though, I can't say that move made the team better. I think the addition of Peralta, I guess, does enough to maybe negate whatever step down. But still, you, you think about the back end of the bullpen right now. And yes, Hader won't be in the ninth. Devin Williams, I'm sure, will do a great job there. But that means the eighth inning is weaker. Or if you need high mm-hmm. leverage in the seventh or the sixth, that means naturally that's weaker. Or if they put Taylor Rogers in the ninth, I mean, he has to pretty much work out perfectly for me to feel good about this move. Think about this. So, okay. Now, now let me let me let me jump in here. Let me blow a lot of sunshine right up your ass. Here we go. Let's just say Yelich continues to hit. Adamas gives you the power. Telez gives you the power. McCutcheon, obviously solid. Colton Wong, who's been on a resurgence, suddenly he begins to hit. Hunter I might Renfro stop you there. Conti- okay, go ahead. At Wong. I just might stop you at Wong because I don't think that's okay. happening or possible. I don't think he's going to – look, I don't think he's going to bat 300. I don't think he's going to bat 275. But let's just say he remains on the uptick, Okay. He stays on the uptick. Hunter Renfro, he's not going to continue to hit home runs at this particular pace, let's be honest. But let's just say Hunter Renfro's back, okay? Urias, Nervaez, and such, uh, you know, and you're mixing and matching out in center field, which I would uh, like to see them get a, a center fielder, but if they can't, they can't. Okay. Then you've got Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Lauer, Ashby, and then Williams is your closer. Or flip them with Taylor Rogers. Those two guys can kind of handle the duties. Matt Bush, probably your setup man in the eighth. You still got Brad Boxberger and Suter and Milner and all those guys out there. Some good, some bad. But with what you have now at, at say, Boxberger for middle relief, six, seven, eight, Taylor Rogers a, can close and can also give you, say, setup man in the seventh, Bush in the eighth, Williams in the ninth. Is this team now better? 
You would have to think so, right? Is this team better? 877-867-1670. If it goes that direction. Now, if they don't get a bat and Colton Wong goes back to being Colton Wong both at the plate and in the field, Hunter Renfro's good. Christian Yelich is average. Willie Adamas is poor average, but high power numbers. Same with Roddy Telez. McCutcheon's McCutcheon, in and out, no big deal. And you stay with center field basically being Tyrone Taylor, um, whomever else you want to throw out there at that point. You know, it is what it is. Say Jonathan Davis, because between the two of them, they're they're still not giving you huge numbers. So, and Freddie Peralta's struggles or Brandon Woodruff's struggles or what have you then it becomes a very average to sub-average team. But do you believe that this team, the way it sits now, is better, the same, or worse? 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, Brian over on the Bud Light live stream says, the hater trade is the reason baseball is my least favorite rating. Uh, the Packers, number one. Bucks second. Tired of the small market since Molitor wanted uh, went to Toronto, and Salbando said he is just a DH to try and downplay the loss of him. Reason I was hoping the strike would have went a little bit longer and try to get a salary cap or more fair revenue sharing. Feel again today like we're a AAA club that is going to develop great talent, then off they go to probably another team. Woodruff's going to be gone. Burns is going to be gone in just a few years. Uh, Brantley goes on to say, so the way I look at the Peralta coming back is that we have traded for one of the top arms at the deadline, except we didn't have to trade anyone, and he doesn't have a full season of wear and tear. Uh, Great pickup, which I would agree with. I would agree with. Uh, This one's from Douglas, who said the Brewers now have a deeper bullpen, one that will be more rested with fresh arms available each and every day. And uh, Brandon says, here's some uh, wishful thinking hanging uh, by your cojones. There you go. I do have one question when it comes to all that. First of all, acquiring Peralta, if you will, is like getting one of the best arms. You just have no idea if he's going to be effective because he hasn't pitched all year. Two, Mm -hmm. how big of a market is San Diego? Like we're talking big market, small market. It's not like the Padres are this, you know, astronomical market in the grand scheme of baseball. They just somehow amass this ridiculous level of of talent. I guess the point is their owner is still out there going nuts with Machado and Tatis and Darvish and everything. Like it's kind of a small market thing, but it's not like the Padres are in this L.A., New York, Boston kind of market. No, they've kind of I agree. They're they're If you go by their rank size, let's just say Nielsen ranking, they're 28th. They're 28th. 28th is in baseball or 28th in the country? They're 28th in the country. Gotcha. In the country. So if you go by New York is number one, L.A. number two, Chicago number three, Philly is number four, uh, Dallas, Texas, down there where the Rangers are, number five, San Francisco number six, Washington where the Nationals are, number seven, Houston number eight, Boston number nine, Atlanta number ten. Then you got the Tampa Bay Rays with that St. Pete area, number 11, Phoenix with the Diamondbacks, Number 12, Detroit, number 13. Seattle, the Mariners, number 14. Minnesota, the Twins, number 15. Uh, the Marlins are number 16, but their media buy down there is really small. It puts them in a lesser extent. Uh, the Colorado Rockies are number 17. Uh, you would take out Orlando because Orlando doesn't have a baseball team. So you take them out at number eight, 18. But uh, Cleveland would then be right there. St. Louis would then be right there. Pittsburgh right after that. Um, then Baltimore, 
then San Diego. So they're in the top 15, 17, if you will, of Major League Baseball. But think about this. Then you start to move down, and you get, like, Columbus, Ohio is number 32 in the country. Kansas, where the where the Royals play, 33 in the country. Milwaukee's 35, Cincinnati's 36, and on down from there. So, but in the media market, baseball's media markets, like the Brewers are the smallest, you know, um, ranked market in, in, in all of uh, – you know, in all of baseball because of the money that they draw. So it, because they just, they don't make enough. So, but you look at the, where San Diego is in this whole mix and San Diego in the media market size of things, they actually, uh, they're 27th. So if you go by major league baseball, uh, number one is New York. Then the Dodgers, the Cubs, the White Sox. But the Cubs and White Sox also split part of Chicago, which kind of sucks, you know, if you're part of those those teams. Um, but uh, the Brewers and the Padres, uh, let's see here, an even breakdown of all 30 MLB teams would leave us with 10-team tiers. And it almost uh, comes out uh, it's nicely a bit more complicated, though. It said, in reality, there's nine teams that register as truly big market teams, 11 who fill up the middle, and 10 on the bottom of the spectrum. Within the umbrella of those categories, smaller factions exist. The top three teams should be a tier unto themselves. So should the bottom four, as you read, draw the lines between these franchises in your mind. Uh, the Brewers and Padres, basically the same market. Indians and Rockies, the same. Astros and Giants, the same. White Sox and Nationals, Mets and Phillies. The jump from one to the next in each of the next category. 30 is the Royals. Oakland is 29. Tampa Bay is 28. The way they rank them, the Brewers are considered 27th. Wisconsin, kind of a strange place, though. None of the state's three key metropolitan areas are even within the top 30 of all the U.S. cities in sports. San Diego comes in. At 26. So when you talk about small market, you're right. San Diego has a larger market, but media market-wise, San Diego is considered a small market team in total you know, persons. But the unique twist is that some of the percentage that the Padres support comes out of the Mexican and Mexican-American baseball side of fans who are not part of the calculus. Because they're fenced in by the L.A. Angels and the L.A. Dodgers. They've got them all down in that area, but the the Padres receive a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of money in that area. Hmm. So, going back to your question, they're a little bit better than maybe what they're giving credit for because they're still considered small market because they get so much of the Spanish influenced money there, but they're still considered a small market team. So, yeah, you've got another small market team in the San Diego Padres pushing all their chips to the middle of the table. While one of the smallest market teams in the Milwaukee Brewers, they became sellers. It's even it's a really good. It's a really good question. It's the deadline thing. It's also the last five years. This year, right now, they're paying thirty-two million to Machado, twenty-two and a half to Will Myers, who can't really play anymore, twenty million to Hosmer, who can't really play anymore, nineteen million to you, Darvish, thirteen to Blake Snell, ten to Sean Manaya. You go down the list. Now they add Soto and Hader, who are due for big contracts soon. But their payroll is $250 million. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the one thing that you don't take into account is when you talk about total overall media market is 
you look at a team like, say, the Yankees, they have their own network. The Cubs have their own network. The Dodgers, they do as well. When you look at these teams that can generate additional revenue by owning their own network and, and not having to resource it out to a Bally's, to a Fox, whatever, when they own their own network, you're, that's your own money. You're printing your own money. Everything is yours. You own it all. So you don't have to worry about giving uh, only getting a portion of the proceeds, so to speak. So that's where the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Cubs eventually, once they really kind of get that uh, marquee network up and running, when they get all of that off the ground and they've got their own money coming in, they're going to excel further than anybody, which is so mind-boggling why the Cubs, they just have these fire sales and act like they're some small market team when the Cubs are anything but. But that's the mentality they have in Chicago, which is absolutely positively pitiful. So there you go. Also, semi-breaking news that should make Brewers fans happy. Joey Gallo has been traded to the Dodgers. So the, Joey the, Gallo to the Dodgers. Drury hasn't uh, been picked up on anybody yet, has he? No, but the all-or-nothing king, Mr. Gallo, is going to L.A. He would have and drove we know, fans here And we crazy. know that Josh Bell is still out there, right? No, Bell is... He, he, Bell's oh, part did, of the Padres oh, that's right, deal. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. The Padres ended up making that deal, even without Hosmer. So okay. So he's gone, off the market. So it's you're still kind of hoping the Brewers make a deal for a bat, and we're less than uh, four hours away now. We're three hours and forty one minutes to the trade deadline. So we'll see. Interesting stuff. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Stay tuned. Still got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Hang in there. We'll be back right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Coming up Sunday, September 4th, we can't do it without you. Gotta have you. Gotta have you. If you ride a motorcycle, you know somebody who does. Gotta have you. If you want to volunteer, we need some volunteers as well. We need about a total of 10 people. So uh, we're taking everybody. So if you can't uh, can't help us out by riding, maybe you can help us out by volunteering at the beginning of the ride, just helping us. And you don't have to know how to stage bikes. People are going to be there to help you out. But we just need some people to guide people as they come in for the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 4th. Uh, we cannot do it without you. So please get signed up. If you haven't already, go to uh, Fisher House, Wisconsin, fisherhousewi.org, fisherhousewi.org. Go there to the events page, and you can get registered. If you want to be a volunteer, get you can be a volunteer over there as well and put in there specifically for the motorcycle ride. You can get a hold of me via email. But uh, we need riders, and we need volunteers. So uh, putting out the word now, if you can help us out, please, please, please do so. Thanks to our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson for uh, being the landing spot again this year and putting on one hell of a party. Thanks to our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino who came to us and said, we want to help, and we're going to give you volunteers. So we've got dealers at the end of this thing, real live dealers. This is so cool. Also, our friends at Bud Light who have been with us all 15 years. Also, our friends at MKE Brewing, Growth Law. Go to go to G-R-O-T-H Law, growthlaw.com. Great Lakes Dragaway. They came on board. Great people at Great Lakes Dragaway. Roy and everybody down there, they put on such good shows. And don't forget about Great Lakes Dragaway. It's just kind of a cool place to go. Even take the kids. They do a lot of family stuff down there. And then there's, uh, there's our friends at Buzzard Billy's. Buzzard Billy's out in La Crosse. Great place. Good food. Great atmosphere. And uh, I just have fun every time I go out there. Buzzard Billy's in La Crosse. Just a good time. Good people. 
And uh, you can uh, just right there, uh, as a matter of fact, um, it's on Pearl Street, right there downtown, Pearl Street. But they've got terrific food. Monday, Tuesday through Saturday, Sundays are open seven days a week. Reservations are accepted, but that's a great place to go. And don't forget about our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers. K-O-E-H-N. K-O-E-H-N. Kane and Kane Jewelers. Great stuff there as well. So we can't do it without you. We need your help, man. Seriously, we need your help. Big time. Okay, here you go. So the poll question is now out. I posted it. I thought about it. I thought, you know what? Got to see this. So here's the poll question. The poll question is simply this. With Peralta coming back and the depth in the bullpen, even without the all-star closer Josh Hader, are the Brewers better, worse, or undecided when it comes to this team? Better, worse, or undecided? This quick, from the time I put it out, 54 votes already. 40% of you say they're better. 33% say undecided. 25% say they are worse. Give me your thoughts there. Give me your thoughts there. Um, let's see here. Uh, by the way, uh, is that true? Hosmer went to Boston, Ben? Yes, it is being reported by many. So he uh, still got out of the, uh, the Padres organization, but he is now going to Boston. What are they getting in return? Did it say? It seems like a salary dump trying to get him out before they have to pay everybody else. But Boston's in a weird spot because they trade away their catcher who has been really productive this year, but then they get Tommy Pham from the Reds. Right. But they might trade Evaldi. They're kind of stuck in the middle. Hmm. So Hosmer, who was kind of, for a moment, holding up the Padres deal, probably pretty PO'd that the Padres were trading him anyway. He still gets dealt. He goes to Boston in a salary dump. Meanwhile, the Padres still got Josh Bell and Juan Soto today. That deal is being finalized. Man, there's a lot going on. But are the Brewers better, worse, or undecided? Over 75 votes now, 40% saying they are better, your belief. Uh, Let's do this. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to uh, Mike in West Dallas. Mike, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? I'm doing good. How's it going, Bill? Well, it's been a busy day, but we're doing well. What's on your mind? Yeah, so I I think the Brewers got a lot better, and this is uh, Peralta notwithstanding because we knew he was coming back with or without these trades. So I look at it this way, Bill. Prior to the Hader and Bush trades, we had four good relievers in that bullpen. Now we potentially have six, and these are six guys that could be in high-leverage situations. And people have to remember, Hader has pretty much sucked for the last month and a half. You know, it's not like he has a sub-2ARA and he's been dominant all season. You know, Taylor Rogers, he was an all-star last year. He can be a high-leverage situation guy. Lament, uh, do you remember uh, Drew Pomerantz a few years ago, Bill, when we mm-hmm. got him from the Giants? Yep. Yeah. yeah, he was he was horrible with the Giants, uh, but, he, but he had a lot of talent, and he had success in the big leagues, and the Brewers coaching staff, pitching staff, turned him around. And I think the same thing can happen with uh, Lament because he was fourth in Cy Young a couple years ago. So the talent is there. He just has to put it together. And I think the Brewers pitching staff can do that. And Bush, he's got a sub-3 ERA with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball, another high-leverage guy. Uh, Ruiz, you know, he reminds me a lot of Scott Posednik in that, you know, he can hit 270 and steal 50 bags for you. Um, 
So overall, I think they got a lot better. You know, obviously, I'm looking at this from a glass half full perspective here. You know, it's mm-hmm. the best case scenario, but um, I still, regardless of what they did, they still need a bat. I don't think they can compete uh, for a World Series without getting a bat. And CJ Cron is still sitting there idle. Yeah. You know, I, I would agree with that. I still think they need a bat as well, and I'm kind of hoping in the next three and a half hours that they end up pulling one down. Get it, Mike. Going back to what he said, though, about Josh Hader, that he's pretty much sucked. Josh Hader, um, going back to July 15th, he had given up in the in that appearance and the one prior on the 13th, he'd given up nine runs on seven hits and had not looked good. We can all admit that, right? Nine with three with four home runs. Since then, though, since when they went to Colorado or played Colorado and against Boston, he's been really solid. I don't think you can argue with with Josh Hader. Since then, he's been pretty solid. He threw a clean inning against Colorado, and then he threw another inning in which he gave up uh, a couple of hits and a run. After that, against Minnesota, clean. Boston, clean. Only one hit. So in the last few appearances... In, in what three four innings he's given up three uh three hits one run and it hasn't been terrible for Josh Hader it seems like he went through that stint where he gave up those nine runs and everybody said well he was tired it was just not good um but since then he's he's actually been been better uh so i wouldn't say that he sucks i think what happened to him was it was kind of a blip on the radar and that the guy was just tired, and between going back and forth and being with the newborn and the family and then coming back, and uh, I think all of that just kind of kind of got to him. I, I'm not going to say that Josh Hader, by any stretch of the imagination, they got rid of him at the right time because he's done. So just just so we're clear here. Uh, 877-867-1670, you can chime in. Uh, the question right now with Peralta coming back and the depth in the bullpen, even without Josh Hader, are the Brewers better, worse, or undecided? 45.9% of you now say better with 135 votes. 45.9% of you say better. Uh, 23.7 say worse, and 30.4 say undecided. That's where things lay as of right now. We're going to take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Hey, if you're going to be heading to the Brewers game coming up over the weekend or season winds down or what have you because they may be even able to stay fair but uh, check out our friends at Stenny's running shuttles to everything Stenny's second to national walkers point great food good beverages shuttles to the games and such no reason not to go there great people down there say hi to ryan and the entire staff natalie during the day everybody knows natalie and uh, lj and uh, Brittany and everybody down there at Stenny's just love going down there and i got to get down there soon i haven't been down there in a while between that and Calderon, I've just been so busy. It's been crazy. I've got a travel coming up again this weekend. So, um, But I will be there. No doubt about it. Our friends from Stenny's, thanks to them for being a part of the program. So, Ben, uh, I want to hit you up here because what's the best available that's left when it comes to trades? Because there was the talk of J.D. Martinez. Um, Brian Reynolds is off the market. Pittsburgh's not going to get rid of him, right? 
Correct. Um, there's did Michael Taylor go anywhere? No, uh, Kansas City. Okay, he's still there. I don't know how much he could do with his bat though. Yeah, he's better glove than he is bat. I agree with that. Um, there's Merrifield out of Kansas City having his worst season though as a big leaguer. It's just bad. Um, what about Lariano out of Oakland? Not moved yet. I mean, he is still my number one target. If I were to do any move and any move yeah. that I could hit force trade on and get it done, it'd be for him. Uh, that's the guy that I kind of have my eye on. Not going after Ian Happ. Uh, that's not going to happen. I don't think he's going to trade within the division anyway. Uh, didn't you say Joey Gallo went somewhere? To the Dodgers. To the Dodgers. So Joey Gallo goes to the Dodgers. Brandon Drury, the th- uh, second baseman slash third baseman for Cincinnati, still out there. Um, somebody brought up uh, Nelson Cruz. I, Nelson Cruz is a DH at best, and he's, what, 40-something now? Yeah, he's up there. The Brewers he's already have, like, there. four DHs. Yeah, they don't need that. So, excuse me, I I like Lariano out of Oakland. Um, that would be one of the guys that I would go to. Um you know, Josh Bell's been traded from the Nationals to the to, to the Padres in that seven-player deal along with Juan Soto. Jorge Lopez, uh, the righty, traded from the Orioles to the Twins for prospects. Jose Quintana traded from the Pirates to the Cardinals for a couple of prospects. Christian Vasquez, the catcher, traded from the Red Sox to the Astros uh, and on down from there. And then obviously we know about the Josh Hader deal. There's David Peralta, yeah, the left fielder. He was traded from the D-backs to the, uh, um, uh, for, uh, to the Rays. Uh, Luis Castillo goes from the Reds to the Mariners for prospects. Uh, it all really kind of got underway when Benintendi ended up being traded away o- over to the Yankees from the Royals. But it, it just, it's, it, it just kind of um, the best player kind of available, I think, right now. If you're a, a Brewers fan, and you're thinking to yourself, there's a couple of guys that are out there. Probably one of the best of them is a the center fielder out of Oakland, and that is R- R- Ramon Lariano. Controllable through 2024 as well. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got a couple more years left, too. And that's the kind of guy that they're looking for. Now, he's going to end up costing you a little bit more. But I think in the long run, it pretty much solidifies your outfield, too. So, uh, still, and again, um, Max says, what about uh, J.D. Martinez? He's a D.H. Five-time All-Star in the final season of that five-year, $109 million deal with the Red Sox. I, I don't necessarily see that happening but uh, anyway uh, that's kind of where things are at right now and you're now under you got three hours and what 17 18 minutes uh, before the trade deadline comes to an end but uh, Juan Soto and Josh Bell were both traded to the Padres and the Nationals get a haul in in return so there you go now if Uh, the Brewers were to zag completely there are still some big pitchers out there Carlos Rodon from San Francisco being one of the big ones. Syndergaard mm-hmm. from the Angels, though I don't see that happening. But there are some big-time starters that have not been traded and relievers as well that are still on the market. But it feels like they already made their relief move. But if they wanted to so, go big picture and say, ahead. you know what, let's just add another starter, there are some options out there. So uh, another just real quick side note, and, and I did want to make a mention of this because we did. I put the poll question up about 20 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago. 
Uh, the question is over on Twitter, if you follow me, at Bill underscore Michaels, with Peralta coming back, and the announcement was that Peralta is going to be not starting today, but tomorrow in the rotation. So it's going to be Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, and then Brandon Woodruff. With Peralta coming back, the depth you now have in the bullpen, even without Josh Hader, are the Brewers better, worse, or undecided? Uh, 47.7% of you believe that the Brewers are better. They're worse, 21%. uh, 31.3% say undecided, wait and see. Uh, In the meantime, switching gears real quick, if you want to go up north, uh, where you've got uh, the, the, the Packers news, coming out today uh the packers uh at least according to tom silverstein of the journal sentinel saying uh, yeah by the way that uh, jordan love making some nice throws today he looks quote better uh like their throws actually from a quote skilled passer he hit sammy watkins in stride on a deep corner and in third and goal drills he threw a pretty pass to the back corner that only romeo dubs could get uh, and he made a fingertip catch and then got his feet down as well. So Jordan Love actually looking today a little more like a real quarterback. The other piece of news out of the NFL is that the NFL is docking the Dolphins a couple of draft picks and suspended their owner as a result of the league's tampering allegation. So all of that, all of that going on today. And the NFL, oh, by the way, what's kind of fallen to the wayside is the NFL still has until Thursday morning, I think at 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern, to file an appeal to then state as to whether or not they want to extend the suspension of Deshaun Watson, filed the appeal to the commission office for him to then make a judgment on Deshaun Watson, which would then, you would assume, be met with pushback on the Players Association side, who would then file their own appeal and then probably try to seek out a friendly judge, federal judge, for an injunction against the NFL to further suspend Deshaun Watson after all of this was somewhat collectively bargained. So it's, I don't even know if that's done yet. If the NFL says we're good, we're going to take care of our own, here we go, that's one thing. But one day after the Deshaun Watson suspension is handed down, they then suspend one of their owners for a day longer than the Deshaun Watson suspension, if that has any significance. So there you go. There you go. All of that in one breath. How are we looking? There's one big elephant also that we have not addressed today. Which is? Uh, The Wisconsin Badgers are kicking off training camp. They have their media day today. And Paul Christ appreciates the opportunity to get back on the field. There you go. Paul Christ with some commentary. I like it covering everything now he hasn't spoken yet today i just know that he will say that oh okay well but you're 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 puppeting and paraphrasing and and putting words in the mouth of one paul christ that's okay as i often do yeah nothing wrong with that so there you go that's it uh let's do this let's go to the phone calls real quick let's go to Dwayne. Dwayne, welcome to the program the bill michael show what's going on man you know, I'm, I'm actually listening to you on my TV set, so that's where our world of technology is. Fantastic. Been a long, been a long time, buddy. I've been uh, been uh, talking to you for many, many years. I'm retired now, so I can do this by watching it on my TV set. You're missing a couple of things on the Brewers. Uh, Lament, uh, when healthy, that's a big arm. He, he can really be solid. Uh, mm-hmm. They picked up McGee. They picked up McGee a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't, you know, we'll see what who goes down, whatever. But he had 31 saves of the Giants last year. Uh, had some difficulties late 
in the year. But again, he's a, he's a proven guy. And I, I don't think the bat thing is as big a need because I think the bat, as I told your producer, should have been Keston Hira all along, who was having at least as good numbers as uh, Punch and Judy hitter Yelich was doing at the time. And he still got sent down because they needed another arm, supposedly. And I think that's one of the things that's not being talked. The biggest elephant in the room is the Yelich contract that is now a burden, obviously, is one of the reasons they had to do this move. Um, you look at Yelich, and he was supposed to be your big power guy, your big RBI guy. Now he's sitting at the top of the order. He can run. He can get some base hits, but there's no power. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that's really hurt this lineup. I completely agree. I mean, what you were counting on when you paid him was to still, even if you're not going to get 40 home runs or 35, at least between 18 and 25, I don't think he's going to get to 15 this year myself. No, I don't either. I was looking at a, when I, when the, when he originally came from the you know, Miami, Florida, wherever they were called back then, I was thinking 25 and 85. And, right. you know, and, and just, and what bothers me about it more than anything else, Bill, and nobody's talking about it again, it's one of those elephants in the room. It doesn't seem to be physical. He's running the bases. He's diving in the outfield. He's doing all those things, but yet there's no power. And now he's gone from the leg lift to tapping the foot and something like that. And I'm like, what is going yep. to happen next? Yep. So, yep. No, I completely agree with you. And uh, they really, you need him to return to some type of form to, I think, add that extra pop to your lineup. If you're not going to make a move for a bat, you got to get Wong back on track and you got to get Yelich back with a little more pop. Or you get Keston Hero back from the minors. Look at his numbers from the minors, or excuse me, from the majors this year. I think he right. had eight bombs when he left. He just started to really drive the ball all over the field again. And, uh, yeah, yeah they sent him down right around the all they sent him down around the all-star break just to keep him hitting. And he's, he's obviously been a, a guy that in the minors, he can tear it up. Uh, but I agree with yeah. you. He was just starting to hit the ball when they sent him down. Yeah. And Luriano is the number one choice without a doubt. He's the only proven center fielder. Uh, you look at, uh, you know, some of those guys like the JD Martinez is the Castellanos Philly's experiment with him is terrible. The guy can't play the outfield anymore. Yeah. And JD yeah. can't play the outfield. You're going to really weaken your, no, I, I completely agree like with that. that. Completely agree. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Appreciate the phone call as always, man. Thanks for listening for all those years as well. Stay tuned. Final segment, Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. Day two of the Packers in pads. Yesterday they wore shells. Today they're in full pads with five days of practice back-to-back through Friday and family night. Head coach Matt LaFleur. we got to be very careful about how hard we're going each and every day. Then Wednesday is going to be all jog through. So that's why we closed it. And again, I think it might be a little bit boring for everybody. Thursday we'll crank it back up again. And then obviously Friday is, is family night. So it is going to be a little bit of a grind on guys. Now one guy getting a lot of snaps is offensive lineman Jake Hansen. Now in his third season in Green Bay, Hansen lining up at right guard when Aaron Rodgers is calling signals. Then when the second team comes in with Jordan Love, Hansen moves over to play center for all of those snaps. The more versatile I can be, the better. So if I can start at right guard and be the backup center, I'm here for it. So far this camp, Jake, you're getting a lot of conditioning, aren't you? Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, 
getting 10 two-minute reps with the with the starters at guard and then having to go with the twos at center. So I'm, I'm going to be in shape come that first preseason game for sure. For now, the Packers offense having a hard time getting past their own defense. Packers running back, A.J. Dillon. It'd be hard, like it's hard going up against Devondre Campbell and you got Chris Barnes coming from this side and you got all these guys and you got to worry about the secondary and the D-line. So it makes you really, like if you can go up against this every day, it's going to make our offense that much better and prepared when we start playing. That's A.J. Dillon. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Company right here in Wisconsin called Wabam, W-A-B-A-M. And uh, they have great cleaning supplies, whether you're uh, working industrial, janitorial, whatever it happens to be. Or if you are a car or a motorcycle or a boat enthusiast, they've got sprays, they've got ceramics, they've got waxes, they've got cleaners. It is good stuff. And people don't know about it. That's the thing is people are like, I don't I don't know what it is. Go online and check it out. They sell a lot of this stuff out of Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, but I see Wabam uh, kiosks popping up everywhere. But if you own a motorcycle, own a car, own a boat, if you have something within your uh, business where you need cleaning supplies, I'm telling you, they got great stuff. Go to get, G-E-T, getwabam.com, W-A-B-A-M, wabam, getwabam.com. And don't forget, if you're out and about at the local racetracks, look for the Wabam race team. Uh, Matt Kenseth drives the Wabam car, too, around the uh, state of Wisconsin. But uh, check out the Wabam race team as well. So uh, today, what a, what a, today was one of those busy days, wasn't it, Ben? Where it just just flies. I mean, just there's so much going on, just flying all over the place. Yeah, and has not ended. I'm still canvassing Twitter to see if the Brewers get another reliever, and to see I was if. I say, is there anything else that's gone on? Uh, nothing, nothing more has gone on. I'm canvassing to see how angry people get at my Phillies for continuously doing nothing as well. So it's a fun day. Okay, so. Um, Got, uh, just trying to, I, I too am kind of perusing things and, uh, just kind of checking things out. I know that, uh, there's some discussion up in Green Bay about the Packers, uh, being thin at the edge rusher episode and how big of a problem it would be if one of the, one of the edge rushers, rushers went, went down. Plus, um, you know, Christian Watson, obviously, uh, still not back and, nursing his injury there's some things to talk about there well and we'll we'll get with mike clemens um you know coming up here too uh aaron aaron love or uh, aaron Rodgers, jordan love um i i know that uh, mike clemens was watching those guys warm up today and like i said we're going to pick mike's brain and today was a day for more baseball than it was anything just because of the crazy trade de- trade deadline we're only um we're creeping up on what three hours now three hours and two minutes from the trade deadline so we'll see if the Brewers do end up making any kind of a move uh, and picking up a bat. I know some of you are saying, oh, please, God, get one more bat. We'll see if it actually happens. But um, oh, oh, by the way, I did want to make a mention of this. You can still uh, chime in for the next 23 hours uh, over on Twitter. Uh, with Peralta coming back, the depth in the bullpen, even without uh, Josh Hader, are the Brewers right now, are they better, are they worse, or are you just undecided? Uh, 250 votes say that uh, they are better 45.6 percent of you 21.6 percent of you say worse and 32.8 percent of you say i'm still undecided on all of this so keep it going uh i will be back live at the wisconsin state fair on thursday 
tomorrow. Pray to God and knock one more time on wood uh, that it all works out and I get one more spinal injection. I'm hoping that that's going to at least help me for a while. We'll see. But uh, I'll be out tomorrow. But back at it at the Wisconsin State Fair come Thursday. Ben Kenny and company will take you the rest of the way tomorrow, and then I'll be back uh, with a lot of stuff on a stick on Thursday and Friday. Until we talk again. Man, what a great day today. Thanks to everybody watching on the Bud Light live stream. Thanks to all of you taking a listen to us as well. Time for me to get out of here. Have a going. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.